0: Welcome to Catch the Fire London's podcast. We pray that you will be radically transformed as you listen to this message.
1: We're just going to welcome um Folake as she comes and shares the word with us. I am so excited. Yes, come on. Amen. <laughs> You know, um, and and she models this, you know. And so it's so exciting on the day of Pentecost to get Volat to share this word with us. And it's, you know, strongholds shall be broken. It's nothing about will or maybe. It's a shall be broken, a will be broken. So as she speaks, I want our hearts to be so ready and expectant to receive because she's been preparing. So just... You've just sat down, but if you stand again and you stretch one hand towards her and one to your heart, because we want to pray for our heart as well, (laughs) and we're going to pray for her. Father, I thank you for your daughter, because that's who she is. And Lord, I thank you for the preparation. Father, in the secret place and the words that you have spoken to her, As she comes and she speaks to us, Father, I pray that every stress, every strife, every intimidation will be broken in Jesus' name. I pray that she will stand in the anointing and then the power that you have given her. Father, I thank you that as we look at her, we will just see Jesus. We will hear Jesus. Our hearts are so ready and prepared to hear every word that you're going to speak through your daughter to us, Lord. I pray, oh God, that you will protect her, Lord. I pray freedom. Thank you for the joy that is deep within her. I pray as she speaks, that joy will come as an overflow and we will receive that in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. And above all, we say that all the glory and all the honor will go to you after this. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, worship team. God bless you. Hallelujah, amen, my greetings to Steve and Chloe, Dan and Ashley and all the leadership team, may the Lord keep increasing and his anointing keep flowing, hello church, amen, Amen. God is good, as Rita has said, all the time, as Rita has said, I believe strong gold will be broken, that is the title I was given and I thought, "Mm mm-hmm, it is going to be broken, Is not by power, nor by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord, stronghold will be broken. So when we look at stronghold in the Bible, there are three categories that I know that stronghold has been written about in the Bible, but there they must likely be many more, but I'm only going to pay attention to two major ones. So the first stronghold we're going to look at is God the Father, he is our stronghold. And when we're dealing with topics like this, it's important that we start with the Father is our stronghold. The Father is the solid rock on whom we stand. The Father is the one that defends us, is the one that protects us. We say, Lord, come and take control of this atmosphere. In the name of Jesus, nothing contrary. I can rest over this atmosphere. Father of God, we pray you deploy your angels over this atmosphere. Let elbows be open, open over this atmosphere. Let the glory of God fall. It's not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. You will have your way and Every stronghold shall be broken. Every stronghold shall be broken. Every captive shall be delivered. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So strongholds are are places of refuge. Safety from danger. God is certainly our stronghold. He is the one who keeps us safe and rescues us from our enemies. There are many scriptures that refer to god as our refuge our fortress and our stronghold so if there's anything that raises itself up as if they've got the legal right to torment us or affect our lives they don't god himself is our stronghold psalm 9 verse 9 the lord is our refuge the lord is a refuge for the oppressed a stronghold in time in times of trouble and psalm 9 verse 9 the Lord is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The Lord is our stronghold. So everything else that comes against us as if they are a stronghold, they do not have the league around to be a, a stronghold. And that's why the scripture says we can pull them down. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to look at 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, please. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they, are div- they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So because our father is a stronghold, every other stronghold must be demolished. Amen. So the weapons God has given us have got power to demolish strongholds. We demolish argument and every pretension. Another translation says every high thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So the question is, what are strong goals? Strong goals in the New... So in the Old Testament, strong goals could be, it's God the Father, as I said. Another, strong gold, another word for stronghold is when people like David or the Israelites were in trouble and they ran into the mountains, and that was where they went to hide, and that's their stronghold. In the New Testament, when we talk about strongholds, it's mainly warfare of the mind. And, and Paul is telling us here that we have the authority to pull them down and to make them captive, to make them captive. Um, and, and destroy their stronghold over our lives and over our mind. Strongholds in the New Testament are arguments, lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God. Arguments, lofty opinions that are raised against the knowledge of God, did he say? And as I was just pondering about it, Genesis chapter 3 came to mind. Um, came to mind late, so I didn't put it in my notes, but I just want to quickly read it. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, "As God indeed said, you shall not eat of every, of every tree in the garden." These are the strongholds. The suggestions. There are suggestions initially, and the way you deal with the suggestion determines the outcome. So when it, a, a, a suggestion is thrown against us, the way we deal with it determines the outcome of what will happen. So there are thoughts, ideas, reasoning, pagan philosophy that tries to nullify the power of the word of God in our lives. So as God really said, as God said, the, the, that, that is a strong... When the enemy throws the thought, it's not a strong word initially. It's a thought. But when you start meditating on the thought... When you start weighing it up and down, and maybe really Dan doesn't like me. Oh, maybe. Maybe Timmy is not my husband. Maybe. You know, maybe. <laughs> you know, he's my husband. of 30 years in September. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I try not to talk about him, but he still always comes out to my preach. But... <laughs> But, you know, the, the, the strong God is a thought. Then you, you, you can accept the thought or reject the thought. And as the body of Christ, we need to know what God is saying about us so we know which thoughts to accept and which thoughts to reject. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So strong goals are first established in the mind. That is why we are to... Take every thought captive, every negative thought, no matter how small or big it is, take it captive. Reject it. I reject you in Jesus' name. Amen. Behind every stronghold is a lie of the devil. But it, like the one in Genesis 8, it kindly said, as God said, it was an introduction to a conversation. And every, every stronghold is a lie of the devil. Behind every lie is a fear that, oh, I'm losing out, like um, Eve thought she's losing out. She didn't know that everything belongs to her and her father, but she thought she's losing out because she's not, she doesn't know some wisdom. You know? So she thought she was losing out. So behind every thought is that fear. Behind every fear is an idol, an idol of self. I think I need to go back to that Genesis. It wasn't in my notes, but this morning God just put it in my mind, and I thought, mm, this really answers everything. Um, so genesis three um three verse one so um I'm gonna read again from verse okay the end of verse one, as God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree in the garden verse two, and the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the three but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. You see another lie? God didn't say don't touch it. He said do not eat it. But why will you touch it anyway? I remember, <laughs> I remember when I just came to catch the fire. I can't even remember the whole preach. But I remember Stu said something. He said somebody said that um, they are at the borderline of something. She said, why are you getting to the borderline? And that's the only phrase I remember. I don't know the topic, but I remember, why are you getting close to the borderline? And I thought, it's true, you know, sometimes we just try, we're getting... She said, we shouldn't touch. Why are you touching? Why are you getting close to the (laughs) borderline? And the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day... I'm going to let verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food... An idol in a heart, food, man shall not leave by bread alone. That it was there's a lot of fruits in the garden, but this particular one. Yeah? So verse six I'm reading on. It is it is pleasant to the eye, lust of the eye, and 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 three desirable to make one wise. She took of it, of his fruit and ate. So lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. Three idols. And this woman ate the fruit that God said, "Do not eat." So, behind every fear is an idol, and where and where a life is believed rather than God Himself. So, when God said, "Do not eat," she's c- packaged the thoughts are full, and I'm sure it's the devil throwing all the thoughts as well. He made the suggestion, then throwing all the thoughts against her mind, and she didn't know how to pull them down or stop them. And loss of the flesh, flesh, loss of the eye, and pride of life took her down. And didn't only take her down, we can tell the story today. Um, Mark 7, verse 13. Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down. So, Jesus was telling the, 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 the Pharisees and Sadducees how... Because of the tradition of men, they've made the word of God of no effect. And here, because of our own laws, he's made the word of God of no effect. But we can see traditions in all our cultures that makes the word of God of no effect if we allow those traditions to reign. If we, we need to pull those traditions down, we need to say, no... I am not going to follow this tradition. This is not my tradition. The word of God is my tradition. Once you give your life to Christ, you've crossed over from that tradition, from that law, from whatever it is that contradicts the word of God that wants to destroy you and put you in a cage. Stronghold is a cage. is Because to the Lord is our strong tower. The Bible says in Psalm 91 that you that dwells in the secret place of the Mosai. So you are dwelling in this stronghold. So this stronghold, but in the other way, the stronghold dwells in you. So we need, that's why we need to pull it down. And we need to say, no, I'm not partnering with this stronghold. And the enemy throws thoughts to us. And if we accept the thought, that is the end of the situation. I remember there was a time I went to preach. I preached somewhere. And then... Um, when I finished, the thought came to me that um, y- y- you were just beating the people up. And I was thinking, beating the people up? So, you know, because, because I'm a bulldozer, anything can happen. So I was thinking, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was repenting. Then the thought came again. You're useless. You can't do anything right. I said, oh, shut up, Satan. Get out of here. <laughs> and all, immediately as he said that, he blew it. And and then we need to know. The, we need to know the, our father. That he won't say that to you, yes. amen. So the thought. What is the thought saying to you? Is the thought saying you are not loved? Is the thought saying you are worthless? You've got no value. Is the thought saying you will never make it? You will never. You might not be good in cooking, but you might be good in cleaning. You might not be good in cleaning. <laughs> I didn't mention names. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be good in cleaning. You might be good in you might be the one on the computer whatever you're good at you are good at something God didn't want us to be good at everything then we wouldn't need each other would we so the enemy will make you think you're so useless. And you hear people say they are, they are, they are useless. And I think it don't say that you're not useless. You know, don't we, we? the enemy makes us think like that. Or we've made one mistake, and then the person says, I, I don't like saying calling somebody a liar, apart from the devil, of course. Because the fact that you lie did not make you a liar. Yeah. And sometimes we, I work in a school, and sometimes the children can really lie. And you can catch them with chocolate on their mouth, and they will still say they didn't eat it. And, you know... <laughs> And, 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 and then I said, you are lying. And then I would want to see a liar and I would hold it back. No, I'm not giving them a name. That's not their name. It's the name of the devil. The fact that they lie make, doesn't make them a liar. So we need to be very careful what we think about ourselves. The fact that you've made doesn't make you a failure. The fact that uh, uh, people have accused you doesn't mean what they said is your name. It is not your name. Amen. Amen. God God is good and that is it. That is it. He is good to you. He calls you by his name. Amen. So every strong word that comes against the knowledge of God, we need to pull them down. Amen. Mark 7, verse 21. For, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceeds evil thoughts adulteries, fornication, murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit lewdness, an evil eye. I was wondering, what is an evil eye? An eye of jealousy or envy. Somebody will say the green eye. Blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. So once you open the door to these thoughts, it goes within and it defiles that man. And then that man is struggling to get rid of it. I only looked at the picture once and now they can't get rid of it. Because you looked at it and you ponder on it. And when as you ponder on it, you open the door, you said, Come in. And then now struggling to get rid of this stronghold. But today we're gonna pull it out in the name of Jesus. This fortification we pull down and demolish. We put to flight the demonic powers and alien armies by raising the banner of the cross of Jesus, by raising the name of Jesus. At the mention of his name, every knee shall bow. Another scripture that came to me when we were worshiping. I'm going to just read it. In case you purposely open the door. Darlene, I'm going to thank is in. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, I have to watch. Don't I? Um, in, case <laughs> in case you purposely open the door to this thing, and it's become a stronghold that you're struggling to deal with. Some of the strongholds to our cultures, our traditions, our things that people have handed down, our religious beliefs, um, that people have, and those strongholds need to be pulled down. We need to say, no, I'm not being part of this. I'm not, this is not against my religion. This is against my faith. I'm not going to do it. And sometimes, sometimes we compromise because we want to be um, friendly. You can't be friendly with the devil. You can't. Sometimes you are too friendly with the devil. We can't. It comes subtle, it comes like it's nothing, it's no big deal. It is a big deal to my God. Because he said he does not allow any idol in my life. So this is a big deal. You know, we need to pull those strong ghosts down. The thoughts that is thrown in. You know, we're watching something and <laughs> I like to watch movies. These days I've I've really reduced. The Holy Ghost is really screening me. It was screening me before, but now it screens me even more. And sometimes I'm watching a nice peaceful movie. And my son and I used to watch movies a lot together. And then Timmy is upstairs and all of a sudden he comes down and sees an image. Well, why are you watching that? I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't like that in the beginning. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, and the two of us would be looking at each other like, it wasn't like that, He was, He just, it just came up, you know. And, and we need to get rid of all these idols, you know. So sometimes I have to change the standard. And when I'm one of those, once I know the beginning of the story, I want to know the end. So I'm flicking to know the end. How did it end? How did it end? And I'm thinking, Timmy, was a catch me knowing the end of the story. <laughs> um, well, you know, anything that would raise itself up against it, that would defile us, we need to pull it down. We need to stop it. We need to say no to it. May the Lord help us all to say no to them. Amen. So um, Isaiah forty nine verse twenty four. Shall the prey of the cap- shall be prey be taken from the mighty? So this wrong good has become mighty, and you have become like a prey. Or the captives of the righteous be delivered. But thus says the Lord, even the captive of captive of the captives of the mighty will be taken away. And the prayer of the terrible delivered. The Lord said, I will contend. And as I speak, I pray, I speak into the, into the realms of the spirit. And let it be so in all our lives. If there, if there's, if there is any strong gold, let, it, let us be delivered. Let it be pulled down. Let it be destroyed in the name of Jesus. For I will contend with him who contends with you. And I will save your children. I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh, and they shall be drunk. <laughs> Sorry, I, it's the word of God. We have to. This is what God said He would do. It's not me speaking. You know, I don't have that power. But the Lord said, because this thing is contending with my children, I would fight. You know, I always say, do not trouble the children of God. I always think it. I always think it. I always say it. Do not. If you trouble the children of God and their father rises up to fight. You will start interceding for them, because God, does, God defends his children like we will defend our children. If anybody trou- troubles my children, I will go all the way to defend my child. And the same way with any parent here. And How much, how much more? Because God said even we can give, we, human beings, not us, but human beings can give their children snake instead of fish. And he said, can, he said they won't, we won't even do it. How much more the Father? If we will not do it, how much more the Father? So he said he will rise up and he will fight for his children. And we're praying today that God rise up and fight for his children. If there's any captivity, any of the things I've read that is, a capt- that is making people captive, may the Lord deliver his children in the name of Jesus. May the Lord deliver. Amen. God is our deliverer. Amen. And we're going to be pulling down. The, man, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. So, how do you think about yourself? How do you think about other people? How do we think? Even my, we are all, you know. When I'm preaching, when I say you, I'm talking about me. When I point one at you, four. So, all of us, how do we think? How do we see ourselves? How? The Lord is saying that we, the way we think is the way we are. So, we need to start looking at our thinking. We need to reject some thoughts, some traditions. We need to say, "You've come this far; you cannot go any further." Some way of life, you cannot go any further. This, you know, sometimes we are even dreading things that hasn't, haven't happened. So all those things, we need to stop and pull them down and, 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 and repent of them. Amen. The, Proverbs 15, 26. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but gracious words appear in his sight. Any thought that is contrary to him, he detests it, he hates it. Because he didn't make you like that. You'd be, we're defiling ourselves when we accept those thoughts. But gracious words appear in his sight. Gracious words. What words come out of our mouth? Amen. This is a call for us to be delivered and change as well. Amen. I just want to read, um, before we go into praying and pulling down, this story is very, very interesting. In Judges chapter 13. I've copied and pasted, but I'm not sure what I did. But anyway, I'll read it. (laughs) Then Caleb... So the children of Israel have been sent to go and spy a land. And they went to spy the land. And then when they went to spy the land, they came back to give a report. So Caleb said, then Caleb quieted, so this, the, the people came with bad news and people were panicking and stressed out because of the negative news they've heard. So then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. So Caleb said that in verse 30, if you are a clever or a wise person, would you not shut your mouth? and just Okay, okay. But these people, verse 31, said... But men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. So maybe they might look stronger. Verse 32. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that is devious, in, uh, that, de- that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we we saw are men of great stature. So this land, they say, devours the habitant, habitats. But there are habitants in the land. They saw people there, so they so they say the land devours. But the land doesn't. You know, they saw people there. Then verse thirty-three is where I'm going. They, they, there we we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. So the, this descendants of Anna came from giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. That is where the problem lies. In their own sight, they were like grasshoppers. And we saw, and we were, and so we were in their sight. So in our eyes, how can I say, how can I know how Dan sees me? Does he see Maybe You know, he, You know, in in the situation of David and Goliath, Goliath told David how he saw him. In this situation, they did the giants didn't say anything to them. They went to spy, so the giants didn't see them. But they said the giants saw us as uh, like grasshoppers, and because they saw themselves as grasshoppers, my first question to us is: How do we see ourselves? How do we see ourselves? When the enemy comes with all his shenanigans, as, as he said, I don't. all his nonsense, how do you see yourself in the midst of it? And sometimes, it could be so loud, it could be giants in the land. But we need to see ourselves from the way God sees us. And I want to tell, show you the way God saw, God saw the children of Israel. So you remember the story of Balaam and Balak, where Balak has hired Balaam to go and curse the land. And, um... Balaam went after God told him not to go, but anyway he went. <laughs> but um, so this is, sorry, chapter. I yeah, I wrote my my verse, but I didn't write my chapter. I think it was um, his numbers something. Um, <laughs> my Bible scholar will find it. Sorry, chapter twenty-two. Thank you. Chapter 22, verse 21. So Balaam went there to curse the children of Israel, but he could not curse them because God didn't allow him to curse them. I don't know what's trying to curse us today, but they can't prosper in Jesus' name. And I'm going to read how God sees the children of Israel. Don't forget that these children of Israel, God has parted the Red Sea for them before. They've walked through dry land. God has done so many victories for the children of Israel, but they still saw themselves as grasshopper. I pray in the name of Jesus that may our eyes align to him, to the way he sees us. May we see ourselves the way he sees us. May we walk in the authority he has given us in the name of Jesus. So, I'm going to read. He has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. It's amazing, isn't it? Even though God saw a lot of wickedness, he still didn't see wickedness in them. That's the love the father has for his children. The Lord, is, the Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brings them out of Egypt. He has strengthened, He has strength like a wild ox. Those who saw themselves as grasshopper has strength like a wild ox. For there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. It it now must be said of Jacob and of Israel, Ho what God has done. Look, a people rise like a lioness. God sees them like a lioness and lifts itself up like a lion. It shall not lie down until it devours its prey and drinks the blood of it. Of the slain. this lane. Uh, this is how God saw them as lioness, as lions, but they saw themselves as grasshopper. I just want us to ponder for a few minutes and, and see how you see yourself. Maybe situations has, have, have happened, maybe a circumstance has made us see ourselves lower than God is seeing us. Let's start aligning our thoughts to that lion, to that lioness that is in us. Let's start aligning our thoughts to the way God sees us. Because we cannot pull down strong goals if we partner with it. Let's repent for partnering with strong goals, with the lies of the devil. Let's repent, Lord forgive us, for partnering with evil thoughts, wickedness, unrighteous thoughts, things that you hate. Father, forgive us for loss of the flesh, loss of the eye, pride of life. Father, forgive us for what we've partnered with. Today, we refuse to partner with them. We let go of this partnership. We say, Lord, we break the stronghold of this partnership. In the name of Jesus. We repent for agreeing with wickedness, with witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, the spirit that controls the mind of man. We repent oh God, for partnering with it. We reject it in the name of Jesus. I don't know what tradition. Nowadays, our culture, even in the UK, is being changed. Our tradition is being formed by men. But we refuse to partner with demonic cultures. We de- refuse to partner with demonic uh, uh, um of Traditions in the name of Jesus. We have godly traditions, Lord God. We're even praying today where our traditions is against Your will, Lord God. Open our eyes to see as You see. Let us see, Oh Lord God, how You see us in the name of Jesus. How do we pull down strongholds by repentance? Asking God to forgive us for these thoughts. The thought is not yours. And if you reject the thought, it's fine. But when you accept and start pondering on the thought, that is when it becomes a strong it be, it, it, And some things that you practice, sometimes even you practice it once, it might not be a strong good. The second time, by the third time, you find it difficult to let go or stop doing that thing. It's become a strong because you, you cannot willingly say, I, I refuse to do this this thought is just taking over your mind and it's making you see things from this point of view or this practice is taking over your life, that is become a stronghold. Using the word of God, for the word of God is living and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the div- even dividing of the soul, your emotions, your feelings, and your spirit and, and of joint and, mar- and, and marrow. It is a designer of our thoughts. And the intent of our hearts, even as the Word of God is coming out today is designing your thoughts, I'm sure a lot of thinking are going through our mind, some of the things we've partnered with that we shouldn't partner with, some of the ways we, 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 things we've agreed with. I remember uh, um, some stories of like men meeting up in, and I'm not criticizing men, but it's just a story. <laughs> uh, uh, of men sitting down having a chat, especially African men. And the African men rule the castle. So they sit down and having a chat. And um, this man said, um, I don't know what he said. Oh, my wife is calling. Oh, I should have picked her up a few minutes ago. I didn't pick her up. Does your wife tell you what to do? I'm in charge of my house. I, I do not allow my wife to tell me what to do. It was a suggestion. It was the devil. I, I discipline her. I put her in, in her place. And she knows. And by the time the man has received this word, it's either he rejects it or he accepts it. A peaceful, joyful home. He gets home and then he wants to rule the castle. That means beating his wife, beating the children. And another story, strongholds enter. So sometimes some things that you hear, even who are we associating ourselves with? Because what we hear, we become like. When you start associating ourselves with the wrong crowd, you start hearing things we shouldn't hear, and then a stronghold is built. And then this demon of violence entered the house how do we kick it out? Amen? So we need to be very careful of what we are hearing. The blood of Jesus is another weapon that we use to fight the stronghold. So we reject it, we plead the blood over it. And the enemy, once he takes a ground, he wants to continue. And maybe sometimes, don't even want demon is a lot. You know, God forbid, yeah. So you have to keep rejecting it, keep taking control, keep pleading the blood over the thought, keep rejecting the thought. Do not allow the thought to rest. The middle is coming. Oh, maybe maybe he doesn't like me. i rebuke repeat that in Jesus' name. Oh, I don't care whether he likes me or not. God loves me. Because sometimes the person might not really like you. You know they don't like you. But it doesn't matter. God loves me. That's all that matters. Because once you accept he doesn't like me, then you start behaving towards that person. But if you know God, oh, oh I don't care he doesn't like me, but God loves him. When you start doing that, you're bringing the thought down. I like to talk back to the thought sometimes. Because when, when I use, it's, it's a thought, it's a word that came, I need to answer it back with another word. And I use the word of God to answer back like Jesus did. And we need to keep speaking the word over it. We need to keep speaking the word. We overcome him by the blood. And they overcame him, Revelation twelve eleven. They overcame him by the blood of the Lord, of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimonies. And they did not love their lives to the death. They overcame him by the blood. And as we take communion, in this house we've been taught to take communion almost every day. And during COVID, we were every day taking communion. And and we overcame. We overcame. And you keep pleading the blood over it. I keep pleading the blood over my mind. I've got the element of salvation on my mind. You start speaking the word over your mind. And the name of Jesus... I pull you down in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no right over my mind. I've got the mind of Christ. And you start speaking the word. Speak the word. The word carries power and authority. Mark 11, 16, 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So if we can do it for others, we can do it for ourselves. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They will drink. Anything deadly and, it, and its will by no means hurt them, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Lay hands on yourself. I think that's one thing Chloe taught us. I learned that from Chloe. Lay hands on yourself and speak to your mind. Mind you are sound. I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. Amen. We've already got the helmet of salvation on. And if the thought is struggling, troubling you, sell yourself, I put on the helmet of salvation in the name of Jesus. And you continually praise the Lord because praise as as well is a weapon to destroy these strongholds. Amen. And the Lord has called us to demolish strongholds. Do not partner with strongholds in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to stand up and then we're gonna pray, please. There is, um, there is a prayer I saw online that I want us to pray. When I, when I read it, then you, you say it after me, and then you pray for a few minutes, then I read the second. I ask that, Lord Jesus, we just come in. I'm just going to pray first. Father, we just come in this session before you. As we pray, we pray that if there's any strong in our lives... Any any thought, anything that's taking root, wickedness, low self esteem, depression, pride, arrogance, anything. We say, Lord, visit us today and tear it down. As we start praying, Lord, tear anything down. We come. We say, let the lawful captive be delivered Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm just gonna read the first one and then we're gonna pray after. I ask that you will renew my mind according to your word. I ask that you renew my mind in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna read the scripture that comes with it. Romans 12, verse 2. In your name, I, I demolish and cast down you know, I demolish and cast down every negative thought. And pretension. Can we just say that, in your name, Jesus, I demolish every stronghold, and negative thoughts, and pretension, false arguments, argue, accusations, every lofty idea that exalts itself against the Word of God. Can we just pray in tongues into that? If you don't pray in tongues, just plead the blood of Jesus and demolish every every stronghold, every argument, every thought, every pretension did we get here by voice and the run out of their hiding anything in us contrary to heaven we command you to be demolished every low self-esteem we command you to go in the name of jesus the pride the arrogance we command you to go taking of ourselves highly than we ought to taking of ourselves lower than we ought to we command you to go we do not partner with you in the name of jesus amen Through your power, I take captive every thought and make it obedience to Christ. I submit all anxieties, fearful thoughts to you, Lord Jesus. Through my prayers and petition, I present my request to you. As you guide my heart and mind in the name of Jesus. Fill me, Lord, with your peace. Fill me, Lord, with your peace in the name of Jesus. There is a scripture. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters. Can we say it please? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, I think on these things, I meditate on these things. I ponder on these things. I do not partner with the devil. I do not partner with lies. I partner with Christ. I partner with God the Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen, amen, amen. Why don't you just give a shout to Jesus.
0: Jesus! Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.